What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. Just one more hour, Brian, they said. It's just a little extra time on a Thursday, they said. It'll be easy, Brian and Keon, they said. Hello, everybody. For the first time on a Thursday. It's a gorgeous Thursday. When normally I would still be in bed. Here to do a radio show with you later disguised as a podcast. On Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship for the Stone On Air radio show. You can download it later on at stoneonair.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And this is now our thing. Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Gary and Tide will continue to be here with you on Tuesdays. I hope they keep that gig forever. I would I'd like to, it's actually really nice. You get into a Monday, uh, you know, I I I cherish my weekends. For so long in my adult life, I'd never had weekends until I was really about 4 or 5 years ago is when I finally was able to secure my weekends. And so I cherish every single second of my weekend. And that usually drags into a, a pretty crappy Monday, but I can always limp through it. It's no big deal. But to have that Tuesday to just once Monday is over, because it's, it's, it's my easiest day of the week. It's still a Monday, but luckily it's my easiest day of the week. I get off. I, I get done with everything early. Everything's just easier. I can't I, I bore you trying to explain why. And so then on Monday evenings, I can just go home and just chill like just 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 max and relax and then sleep it all off, and then Tuesday kind of becomes, you know, a de facto Monday in a lot of ways. And then Wednesday's the first best day of the week, and then Thursday's, well, we'll see how it goes here going forward, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then rinse and repeat, that kind of thing. So we'll be here with you um, on uh, Thursdays going forward from this point on, and uh, I'd say I'm really happy to do it. I'm just, um, I'm toler- I'm tolerating it. <laughs> just put it that way. I'm tolerating it. I am Brian. He is Keon. He'll be with you for the final hour of the morning. I'll be here with you until 11 o'clock. So I looked ahead, just a few things to, um, to, to, to chitter-chat about here at the beginning of the show. I'll get to that in a second. First, let's lay it out um, at the tail end of this segment. About seven minutes from right now, I'll get you the best idea the worst idea, and the coolest thing. And sometimes I stretch a little bit on these, and I'm like, yeah, I got to have something. I don't have to do anything, but I want to have something. And sometimes I really like what I've got lined up. I I like all three of these quite a bit. So we'll get to that here in about six, seven minutes from right now. In the second segment of the show, employee shortages, especially in the um, restaurant industry as most everything has opened back up, I think, I guess. 
I'm not entirely sure if all the fast food joints are letting you come in the dining area or not. I think many of them are, maybe most of them are, but I know all the regular sit-down restaurants for the most part are open, and they are struggling to staff these um these, these restaurants, these bars, these uh, eateries, and there's a lot of different reasons for that. And just the overall idea of how how the daily grind of work should be for mo- a lot of people, especially younger people's, uh, at least what's ideal to them. Spend some time on that in the second segment of the show. And on the tail end, uh, we spent a few minutes on at the end of Fred the show. Uh, Liz Cheney and the mess between her and the GOP, of course, the uh, House member from uh, Wyoming, Dick Cheney, former vice president's daughter. You likely already are up to date on a lot of this. I'm going to spend a few minutes on that on the tail end of the show. So there we go. We've mapped it out. We know where we're going. Let's get started here. Um, So I looked at the forecast and we are right. We're still smooth sailing with the the just music to my ears as far as uh the the borderline perfect spring type weather that's just that's just soaked up april and is now bleeding into may as well i've got tickets for the uh lookouts this weekend on saturday and the forecast is very pleasant a high of 72 ah that's a dream that is a dream I cannot wait for Saturday and the ball game, and we're still right in the 70s until we about get close to 80 into next week. And I have this <clears throat> every year, this goal to go as far as I can into the summertime without turning on my air conditioning at the house. I've made it as far as to June before. Now, that's that's a struggle. That that's It's very difficult to make it all the way into June without turning the AC on. Uh, of course, these days, it's just me there, so I can get away with it being a little too hot during the day because no one's there. But until the lows get to about 67 or so, 65 to 67, when the lows get right around there, it's pretty difficult to leave the AC off. But as I look at the forecast going forward, the lows a little high today. 64 is the low today. 51, or no, that was yesterday. 51 is the low for Thursday, and I'm getting turned around. I'm not normally here on Thursdays. Oh, 51, that's even more of a dream. I'll sleep like a baby tonight. 50 for a low on Friday, 50 on Saturday, 56 on Sunday, and then it jumps to 65 on Monday with a high near 80. That's going to be a struggle to make it through the night without turning on the AC. So we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. I know you'll be clamoring to see how uh, how well that p- turns out for me. Uh, Riverbend, Jeff mentioned this yesterday that he had heard, quote unquote, that Riverbend was going to be making a comeback. I mean, I I don't. It's been posted all over social media. Chris Cobb, who started the signal here in town, who is the uh, longtime owner of the Exit Inn in Nashville, who is uh, not a close friend of mine, but a, <coughs> a pretty a pretty close acquaintance of mine. He's been tapped to come in and um, be the uh, the talent buyer for Riverbend. What when it'll happen this year? If it does happen this year, that hasn't been mentioned. But um, that that's I think good. I mean, I'm going to give them all the benefit of the doubt, even though I've been a Riverbend critic for a long time. But once they ditched the stupid Coke stage and then realigned the logistics, I said, okay, 
All right, good. You listened. You finally listened. And I will be, I'm back on board. I'm on your side. I'm Team Riverbend once again until you screw it up and mess it up again, which I don't think Chris Cobb will and whoever is on his uh, his talent buying team and logistics team. I don't I don't know who that uh, who those people are, but I I believe that they'll they'll probably do a pretty good job with that. So I am completely on their side on um, on all of that. Just announced in the last day or two, nightfall schedule was released, and it is going to start on June fourth, and the entire month of June is going to be all local acts. I printed this off on their website, and it is so tiny. I have like perfect eyesight, and I could still barely see it. But it is local acts for uh, the all the entire month of June. I just let you you know go search it out if you you care about that. But then the headliners are uh, more regional acts starting in July, and really the only n- notable name that anybody would have heard of. I mean that's just how Nightfall. I mean Nightfall is not for a bunch of acts you've all heard of. We all know that, and it's more of a socializing event than anything else. But the first Friday in July, the War and Treaty. I think they're based out of Nashville. I'm not sure, but they are a fantastic band that I've seen a couple of times at Bonnaroo and at Riverbend, and they're going to be the first night of Nightfall in July, or the first night when they have regional acts. So that's fun. That's cool. Excited about that. <clears throat> what else do I have here for now? I think I'll let it sit right there and we'll go to the audio i have for you right after i tell you that evernest is a local property management company well at least they have a local team here now they also have southeastern roots all over they if you've got property that you need help being managed they can do that for you give them a call 454-3854 his name is john evernest.co you might be your thing you might be all about hey i don't want to pay somebody to do that i can do it myself well fine good for you but a lot of other people can't Get a, get a, or, or at least it's overwhelming. Get a hold of Evernest, and they will handle your tenants for you. They have thorough uh, background checks. Delinquency rate is in the 1% area. They know what they're doing. They can help you if you need them. 454-3854. This is Nougat Radio 92.7, the flagship for the Stone on Air radio show and the later downloadable podcast at stoneonair.com. All right, three pieces of audio for you. What do I have here first? It is the best idea. I really do think that it's a good idea that that politicians, people, influencers, if you will, people that people listen to, continue to say, get the damn vaccine. Do it. I still haven't done it, but I plan on it. And I think the more we reiterate that this is a something that you need to do, the better. This is the former president, Barack Obama, today's best idea. Hi, everybody. It's Barack. Now that every American over the age of 16 is eligible to get the vaccine, I want to talk about you getting yours. The vaccine is safe, it's effective, it's free. I got one, Michelle got one, people you know got one, and now you can get one too. It's the only way we're going to get back to all the things we love, from safely spending time with grandparents to going to concerts and watching live sports. So get the vaccine as soon as you can. And I will do that as soon as possible. Hopefully, I'll, I'll start the first one by next week. But I've been saying that now for a month. So shame on me. Don't be like me. Do as I uh, say, not as I do, as they say. This is today's worst idea. It is just some dude on TikTok putting together. Uh, this is if the GOP were on the sinking 
Titanic. If they reacted to that the same way that many have reacted to the COVID-19 pandemic, this is what it would sound like. This is today's worst idea. Come on, come on, let's go. Get on a lifeboat. Hey, you, sir, get on this lifeboat, sir. Um, I'm fine, thanks. If you're scared, you can get on a lifeboat. We just hit an iceberg. Uh, 99% of the iceberg is underwater. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're literally sinking. We're literally sinking right now. Oh, oh, so so first it was the unsinkable ship, oh, and now it's God sinking? It. Make up your minds. You keep changing your story. Just put on a life vest. Here, God. we have an extra one. Take mine. No, I'm not going to put on a life vest. What, so they can control me? Sir, the water's freezing cold. You won't oh, survive. Oh, so it's just the common cold then? I'll be okay. Okay, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, TikTok. I say it every day. The social media that just keeps on giving. And the final thing today is uh, many of the woke left are turn are really just done with Bill Maher. Um, I, I, I I might get a lot of the way that I think and shape my views from him. I'm a big fan. Um, this is uh, Bill Maher on his uh, regular show on HBO. Uh, just because we're old doesn't mean we don't get it, millennials and Gen X or Gen Zs or whoever they are. This is today's coolest thing. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether. 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. So when you say, you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. If you say, let's eat in the bathroom and in the kitchen, yeah, that's a new idea. But I wouldn't call it interior design. You think someone 80 is hopeless because they can't use an iPhone? Maybe the one who's hopeless is the one who can't stop using it. Such a fan of Bill Maher. Sometimes I don't think he's all that funny. I just really like his. Not not lately. No, he's not. He's not that funny, but he makes uh, a lot of, I believe, very good points. But that comes from a uh, complete moderate uh, type mindset over here, which is not really all that popular these days. It's Nougat Radio 92.7, the Stone On Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. My name is Brian. He is Keon. We'll take a look at employee employee shortages within the restaurant and hospitality industry and what really is the core problem here talk about that coming up next nobody moved there's blood on the floor and i can you're listening to the stone on air radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. A long time coming for businesses. Now that they're allowed to reopen, some say they can't. They don't have enough workers. Experts are telling us this is happening because a lot of people, they would rather collect those higher unemployment benefits than go back to work. Labor costs likely on the rise. As we all know, the job market is very tight. About a quarter of small businesses say they do plan to increase their workforce. That's up from 19% last quarter. But nearly the same amount say that they have open positions that they've been unable to fill for at least three months. No surprise here, but as we see the economy reopen, those in accommodation and food services, they're facing the bigger shortage. About 34% have open positions and 31% say that they plan to hire more over the next year. And uh, just before this American Rescue Plan was passed, a couple of days beforehand, when it became clear that this was going to be a provision, 
there was a big noticeable drop in searching on Google uh, for for job search. So I think this is a problem now, and it's much more of a problem now the economy's reopening than it was last year, even though last year the benefit levels were higher still. Welcome back in to the Stone on Air Radio Show and Podcast. New Radio 92.7, the flagship. It's Jade Bird. May 16th, a Sunday evening. She'll be doing an acoustic intimate set at the signal. We've got tickets for you to win. Just like, share, comment. Just get involved some way or somehow, primarily through Instagram, but that always is in conjunction with Facebook as well. And we'll throw your name in a hat, and we'll pull some uh, winners out, and we'll have three winners for that May 16th show. Love is all been done before. I'm in love. I can't wait. My name is Brian. He is Keon. Wait, what day is it? Is it Friday already? Wait a second. Is it, did I go backwards? Is it Wednesday now? What the hell's go? No, it's Thursday. This Thursday thing is real. We're going to start doing it from now on. One of those... Oh, hell. Did I... <laughs> did I... Did I say I'd do that? I I didn't mean it. I was so thrown <laughs> off this morning. <laughs> I bet you were, and so was I. I. I didn't even oversleep or wake up late. I I just was moving incredibly slowly because I thought I had time. I, I just, yeah, it was one of those, hey, in like three or four weeks, you what do you think about this? Yeah, that sounds all right. Three or four weeks shows up like, damn it, that sounds like a horrible idea. But it's all good. We'll put it together. We'll make it happen. Just an hour of radio and a podcast. It's uh, it, it's 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 very doable, and we'll go forward as a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thing. I want to thank uh, the Hemp House who makes this possible. Without Dwayne and Casey, it wouldn't even be a thing. Uh, they have the three locations in town: North Shore, East Ridge, and out in Ultawa. Everything CBD. And I'm going to talk to Dwayne. Uh, it's a little too late to do it this week, just because I've already got things pretty mapped out. Probably do it next week. Uh, I was at my my day job, uh, as I am every day, and I overheard. I, I'm in a, just a, a high traffic area, so I'm 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 in earshot of every just worthless conversation that takes place in this terrible environment, which is going to kind of be what I'm talking about here. This segment of of uh, uh, employee and shortage shortages and really what is uh, expected of employees and the, uh, the the changes we should make in the way the traditional office and uh, working environment should be. Uh, I'll get more of that here in a minute. But And I love my day job, and I, 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 it's a big, big thing for me, and I'll, I'll, I hope to work there until I retire. But I, I have a lot of nonsense that I hear all day long. But one thing that popped up where people were talking about was this Delta 8 CBD strain, I guess you would call it. And it's becoming more and more popular because it's a cross-pollination blend that involves THC also. And somebody, I, I think they I, they were just talking and someone said, hey, have you heard of this, Brian? I think they even brought me into it. And I was like, wait a second, I don't, you know, I'm literally not listening. Like, I've tuned you out. I'm doing something else. And they, and they you know, told me what they were talking about. And I said, you know what, I've... I, I, my sponsor is a CBD expert, 
And I have not heard of whatever this Delta 8 is. And I said, literally, you smoke this stuff and you get stoned, like you get high, like traditional THC product, you would. I don't understand this. How could this possibly be legal in a, in a, in a state like Tennessee? And, of course, they, you know, and, and these guys are just a bunch of, you know, yahoos for the most part. So they don't necessarily know what the hell they're talking about. So I did a little quick Google search and didn't find much very quickly. So I'll get with Dwayne. We'll probably have him in uh, if he's free next week. Probably do that and figure out what is it. Can we actually buy we CBD that can get you stoned? Because if you can, I might be on board with that. I might be. I might want to try that out a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Something tells me these guys don't know what they're talking about. But more on that later. Hemp House. HempHouseChat.com and 771Hemp for all your CBD needs in the city of Chattanooga. And for those of you that are, you know, hip to the language, to the vernacular, um, the dabs, which I've never known much about, well, there's now CBD dabs. So if that's your thing, then that's where you need to be. So if you don't know, well, do your own research, uh, or we'll talk about it more next week. So right now we have a major shortage of employees in all industries, and it's easy to quickly just say, oh, it's because the, you know, get free money and stay at home crowd. Well, the free money, meaning the uh, American Rescue Plan that, that goes till September. So it does. It, it is kind of lengthy. And that's it, by the way. That's that's done. If Joe comes out and anybody else, Kamala comes out and anybody says, hey, we need to extend this. No, we're back to regular capitalistic america we're back to get your ass out there and work find some find some employment and i'm okay with that there's certain degrees of it that annoy me but overall i'm fine with that that's what we do that's what we i've been conditioned to do my whole life and i think we should all strive to do that now welfare programs and help for the needy and all those things need to be maybe even expanded but this uh the relief packages are over we've gotten this for a year and a half now once by the time september rolls around that'll be almost more than a year and a half or right out a year and a half. And so it's time to do your best to find some work. But there is that level that, that from the certain demographic, the screaming on Twitter and Facebooks and social media of, listen, if 300 bucks, because that's, that's what most people are getting a week that are qualifying for these, um, for this stimulus. If 300 bucks is more money than you can make going out and working, we got a problem here. That's not a livable wage. Minimum wage wasn't designed to be a livable wage, but neither is neither is the, uh, the, the stimulus package. It's not designed to be a livable wage either. So you're meaning to tell me that there's a lot of jobs out there that are not even coming close to paying livable wages. I don't know what you do about that. I know the margins in restaurants, and this is mainly talking about the restaurant industry, the sit-down restaurant industry, the uh, fast food industry. That's really where most of that's coming from. But, I mean, pay your employees some real money here. It's kind of where a lot of people are, are screaming, and I don't disagree with a lot of them, except for the if you don't have the money to do it, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. I don't know. Maybe, I, the, maybe the CEO doesn't make... Five million dollars a year, maybe makes four and a half. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I I empathize with some with uh, like you know small businesses and and all that. Well, like, the, like, the heard, hemp, like the hemp house, they're a small business. You yeah, know? but if you're 
<laughs> McDonald's? Man, pay people to work for you. Don't just complain. <laughs> like, if you're Taco Bell, you're a national chain, you can find the money. You're making bukus of money, too. I mean, people, I mean, even through the pandemic, especially through the pandemic, people are eating more and more garbage fast food, even with the dining rooms closed. Um, so there's that. There, there, There is that, that... That's a state of the union, a state of affairs that I do believe needs to be looked at. I don't know what to do about it, but that that's not that's not good for anything going forward. And then there's the uh, there's all the other there's there's labor shortages in, in in several different industries. And then there's just the idea of the nine to five work week. And this we have to get in here. We got to do this. We got to work 40 hours. And we got to get, you know, clock in. Did you clock in? Did you clock out? Start talking about, you know, busy work. The one thing I was looking at here, I started to highlight it. It was too convoluted to get into uh, to it. But the uh, the myths of, of if because you're busy, you're being productive. That's 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 not they they don't correlate necessarily. You might be, but you also might be just being just busy. Work is the stupidest term I've ever heard of. Like, why would I be just doing something just for the sake of doing it? And and a lot of offices and the office I work in is is kind of the new normal of we have some people that still don't come in to to work every day because they don't need to. We don't need to have a bunch of people running into each other in the hallways. We don't all need to be you know. Uh, uh, TPS reports, if you're hip to the office space uh, movie from 20 years ago. We don't all need new cover sheets on our TPS reports. We don't need to be just busy worked into the ground. And this is something that the millennial workforce has been talking about for a decade or so. I talk about it many times. I've probably done it on this radio station podcast before. I can't remember. I don't know. But this idea that if you know hourly work, like how much do you make an hour? I don't know. I don't know. What 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 do you mean? How many hours did you work? I I don't know. I worked almost every hour there is. Like I what are you talking about? If I can do something that we've decided should take the average person if we just do it based on a a, a general generalized uh data and statistics and say, "Okay, this should take you about 8 hours." Okay, cool. If I can get it done in 4, I'm not worth half as much. I'm worth 100% more. Like, I'm worth way more than you ever thought about paying me. You thought it was going to take me eight hours. It took me four. You should pay me more, not less. And then if you, and then if the, the position says, okay, well, you still have to be here eight hours, so get busy for four more hours, you've just wasted four hours of my life. And many of your workers' life, four hours is a lot of time. And time, especially as you, as I get older, I'm assuming as most people get older and perspective changes, time is a commodity. It is one of the most valuable things I can have. I can always make more money. I can always get more stuff. Buy more things. I can never get my time back. May 6th is gone after today. I'll never get May 6th, 2021 back ever again. I'll get four hours worth of hourly pay by the end of the week. So there, there's just a lot of things that the, like the pandemic has done to so many different industries and so many different lifestyle things is that things you should have already been trying to uh, to change, to evolve, 
it's kind of expediting a lot of that stuff. And this idea that we all have to go into work and all sit in these cubicles or sit in these offices from 9 to 5 and don't you dare leave early. Here, find something to do. Listen, if there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. Stop it. Enough, old man, old woman, get out of here with this. And then a lot of these people who are working in fast food restaurants and, and sit-down restaurants, Applebee's is, ba- you know, those kind of junk places are basically just fast food joints that don't have drive throughs A lot of the people that were doing that have taken to the e-commerce and DoorDash and uh, and and Postmates and, and Uber Eats that are that are exploding. I don't I don't completely get how people are making money doing that, but Uber Technologies first quarter bookings rose despite weak demand for its ride sharing service. People aren't going places nearly as much in the last year, but the food delivery business offset that slump. Twelve point five billion in the last however long it was in the food delivery arm of Uber Eats. So a lot of people are realizing, why the hell would I go work at Taco Bell or McDonald's when I can drive and work whenever I want, pick up food, drop it off, and whatever else these other e-commerce jobs are. And so people are doing that, working on their own time, realizing I'm not going in and clocking in and making a burger. I'll just go pick up your burger and take it to the lazy guy down the road that doesn't want to go do it. I don't know how anybody makes real money doing that. I don't know how you don't destroy your car doing that, but that's another conversation for another day. So employment thoughts and ideals have shifted. It's different now. And if you want, if you, it's supply and demand, bro. You need more workers, pay them more. You don't need poverty stricken people all on your payroll. Pay them more. Your CEO makes $500 billion, trillion. I make a couple little less sense there. Ain't going to bother me none. It's New Radio 92.7 and the Stone on Air radio show and podcast. Stone on Air on New Radio 92.7. We are seeing a revolt by House Republicans against their number three leader in the House. That's Congresswoman Liz Cheney. She's daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney. She is under fire big time from GOP members for opposing former President Trump. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy was overheard yesterday suggesting that he no longer supports her. In fact, his words were, I've had it with her. These tensions have been building for months over former President Trump's role in the Republican Party. Just this week, GOP conference chair Liz Cheney blasted the former president over his claim that the 2020 election result was a big lie. She also voted to impeach him after the insurrection. Later, McCarthy has defended Mr. Trump and visited him at Mar-a-Lago earlier this year. He said members are concerned about her ability to carry out her job and the party's message if they want to win the majority next year. It's Elvis Costello. Kind of barely hear it. We are all cowards now is the name of this song. It's his latest he released at the end of last year. I was just stretching trying to find something for this segment. Didn't realize Elvis Costello had new music, and when he had a song called We Are All Cowards Now, I thought that that somewhat fit to this segment. 
Snooker Radio 92.7, the flagship, the Stone on Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. Keon's in here with me. Yep, you're not you're not waking up on the wrong side of the calendar. Wait a second, what the hell's going on? Is it Friday already? No, it's Thursday. We'll be doing this going forward Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 until 11. I'd say happy to do it. I'm just saying I'll tolerate doing it. It's all good. Uh, I, I, I am not a morning person, and yes, this is still very much the morning to me. It's not that early. And 8 o'clock isn't that early. Shut up. It is. 8 o'clock is early. It's because you wake up at 6 every day because your job says you have to be in here at a certain time. And if you're one minute late, you're going to get written up. You know, that's not my problem. That's your problem. So, anyway, uh, speaking of the cleanup from the last segment about the, the shortages of employees in uh, the entire country in many different industries, primarily in the uh, restaurant and uh, hospitality industry. Now, the hospitality industry hasn't really felt it just yet because uh, it's ju- that's just now. Well, not just the hospitality. I'm, when I say hospitality, I'm meaning uh, also the uh, the uh, entertainment uh, gatherings kind of industry, too, which I believe also falls kind of under hospitality, like Nightfall, like Riverbend, like um, uh, Bluegrass Festival, those kinds of things. All that stuff that is now officially coming back. We'll see where these numbers go once, uh, once see if they have trouble hiring people to pour beers and take tickets and, and do security and those kinds of things. The Chattanooga Tourism Company uh, has launched its Hospitality is Hiring campaign in conjunction with this week's U.S. Travel and Tourism Week. In Hamilton County, leisure and hospitality employment is still down about 12%. That's what I should have said, leisure and hospitality uh, employment down 12% from March 2020. I still don't know how you quantify that number exactly because we're not we don't have these events yet. But uh, we'll see where it goes going forward. Uh, major attractions like Rock City, Ruby Falls, Tennessee Aquarium, Creative Discovery Museum, the Zoo, Hunter Museum, uh, are all hiring. So if you need a gig, check it out. They might have a gig for you. So uh, here on the final segment of the show, got about uh, eight minutes or so, and we'll wrap this thing up on a Thursday. Uh, another case of a real conservative Republican saying, I'm not getting involved with this lunacy. I'm not getting involved with this uh, political entertainment complex. I'm just not going to do it. Liz Cheney's the latest. Bob Corker here locally, he was one. Lamar Alexander here in the state as a senator said, I'm done with this. Jeff Flake out in Arizona. Mitt Romney's been the loudest from the beginning. And the crazies just think these people are, I don't know what they think. I don't know why they, I don't know what's happened. The Republican Party doesn't make any sense anymore. A lot of the Democratic Party doesn't make any sense either. But this is now Liz Cheney not backing down and not saying, okay, I'll just go along with the lie just so I can keep a position of power. I'm going to do a little read to you radio here for just a minute. This is uh, from the Washington Post yesterday. It is the opinion op-ed that she wrote herself for the Washington Post. This should be a hopeful moment for House Republicans. While they're playing defense in the minority for now, their prospects for picking up the five net seats they need to regain the majority in 2022 are excellent. That is unless they devolve into eternal brawling over the 2020 election. 
make sure I got the right one. That's not the right one. That's the opinion that someone wrote up to it. Sorry, but that's still something I was potentially going to maybe read. This is Liz Cheney's exact words in the Washington Post. I apologize. Speaking of Donald Trump, his message, I am still the rightful president, and President Biden is illegitimate. Trump repeats these words now with full knowledge that exactly this type of language provoked violence on January 6th. And the Justice Department and multiple federal judges have suggested there is good reason to believe that Trump's language can provoke violence again. The Republican Party is is at a turning point, and Republicans must decide whether we are going to choose truth and fidelity to the Constitution. In the immediate wake of the violence of January 6th, almost all of us knew the gravity and the cause of what had just happened. We had witnessed it firsthand. While embracing or ignoring Trump's statements might seem attractive to some for fundraising and political purposes, that approach will do profound long-term damage to our party and our country. Trump has never expressed remorse or regret for the attack of January 6th and now suggests that our elections and our legal constitutional system cannot be trusted to do the will of the people. This is immensely harmful, especially as we now compete on the world stage against communist China and its claims that democracy is a failed system. This is the op-ed to the Washington Post from Congresswoman Liz Cheney. Just portions of it. There's much at stake now, including the ridiculous wokeness of our political rivals, the irrational policies at the border, and runaway spending that threatens to return to the catastrophic inflation of the 1970s. Reagan formed a broad coalition from across the political spectrum to return America to sanity. And we need to do the same now. We know how. But, but this will not happen if Republicans choose to abandon the rule of law and join Trump's crusade to undermine the foundation of our democracy and reverse the legal outcome of the last election. History is watching. Our children are watching. We must be brave enough to defend the basic principles that underpin and protect our freedom and our democratic democratic process. I am committed to doing that no matter what the short-term political consequences might be. And while, you know, some of that I uh I I don't entirely agree with as far as saying that our political rivals are going to destroy the country, I I applaud and and just you know, it's the breath of fresh air. Like, there still are real Republicans left. There still are some Republican, conservative, not fake ass, fake Christian, fake patriotic, fake Republican values types out there. There are still some of those left. Now, the difference is, or the, the the rub here is, I should say, is that the ones that are vocal, the only the very small few that are vocal are the rich old white people that just do this because they can. Bob Corker doesn't need to be a senator of the United States. Got all the money in the world. He thinks this is disgusting. He's not going to be involved anymore. And so now he'll tell the truth. Lamar, Lamar Alexander, same thing. Old, rich, white guy, doesn't have anything to lose. I'm out of here. Jeff Flake, same deal. Mitt Romney, my God, the guy's worth like billions. I don't even remember why, but the guy's got all the money in the world. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to play these games. He can just lose the next election 
and walk away and feel like he at least has some semblance of his pride intact and his authenticity intact. Mitt, Mitt Romney was the CEO of Bain uh, Management Capital gotcha. Corporation yeah. fund thing. Yeah, that. I, I knew he had some major financial backing that he's been, you know, that was good when he was running against Barack, that all came out old, old super old, rich white guy. And, I mean, at that time, he wasn't even really that old. And so... So Mitt has nothing to lose except for his stupid little, you know, Senate seat, right? Is he a senator or house? It doesn't matter. No, he's senator. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Just got, that's all he has to lose. And Liz Cheney, the same deal. Now, for anybody who's forgetting, her father was Dick Cheney, one of the most powerful people in the world. He was more the president than George W. Bush was for eight years. Um that's pretty well known at this point. So she has nothing really to lose other than her integrity. And so she's not going to lose her integrity and she's going to say what she's, what she truly means. If I, I can only take it for face value that that's what she means. And that's so, so nice. So nice to know that there are actually still real conservative Christian Republicans out there. Cause most of you are not. Oh, he's not talking about me. Brian, surely he's not talking about me. No, no, no. I'm talking about you too. I'm talking about many of you out there too. So fraudulent on so many levels that Trump has exposed all the numb nuts in this country that have been saying all these things that they never meant, believing all these things they never believed, trying to say they practice things they never actually practiced, and they're all being exposed. And there's a certain level of, of satisfaction I get out of that. There's a little terror in there, too, a little frightening uh, nature to this as well. But it's fun to be like, oh, okay, yeah. I knew all y'all were frauds. I knew most of you didn't mean the things you said. You didn't practice the things that you preached. You didn't you didn't follow the teachings that you that you said you were taught. It's kind of fun just to realize none of that was real. But there are still some of them out there, and I I don't hate Republicans. I like Republicans just fine. One of my best friends is a very hard conservative Christian Republican. We get along just fine. It's all these Fake a-holes everywhere that I can't stand. I got to run. Keon will hang with you for the rest of the day. We'll do it again tomorrow on Friday. It's still on Stone on Air on Nuga Radio 92.7. See you later. Have a great Thursday.